Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Football! Yeah! Their weekly mission, to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Luke Anderson. Why is it laughing? Why is it funny? Will Darkens. That's the, that's the tackler. <laughs> Presented by Buster's Barbecue. For real deal barbecue, check out bustersbarbecue.com. The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. It's hour two of the Center and the Saint. If you missed anything from hour one, podcast available for you after the show on 1080thefan.com. If you're listening to the show right now and you're like, oh no, I'm about to park the car and go into the grocery store. Hey, just put on the radio.com app on your phone, put in your earbuds and uh, and walk around looking awesome AirPods. in the grocery store. What did I say? Airbuds. Airpods. Earbuds. Airbuds. Yeah, like the movie Air Buds. It's a good movie. Do you think they were going to call it Air Buds and they're like, oh, I can't do that in that movie? No, I don't think so. Because it's Ear you Buds. Know, you know what? Something bothers me about that movie. Do you remember the scene in it? <laughs> you remember Air Bud, don't you? Pretty no, well. but I, I know what scene you're going to talk about because you've showed it to me. Where the coach is abusing the kid. Yes. And rifling the balls at him. <laughs> Come on, you need to be better. He's like 12. He's rifling basketballs at him. That is a disturbing scene for a kid. <laughs> like that game, that that movie in that part, like everything leading up to that part. You're creating a villain. Yeah, it was very yeah. nice. It was a very nice yeah. movie. And then, like, I, for kids, like, I don't think you have to go that far to show a coach, like, hucking balls at a kid. Was for real getting pelted. Yeah. Also, if you're at home and you want to listen to this station, just ask uh, Alexa or what's the Google Home? Does it have a name? Hey Google. Hey Google. Uh, say uh, play 1080 the fan. Yeah. And it'll just keep playing it for you. Authorities warn Australian brush fires developing their own weather systems. Did you hear what I just said? Authorities warn Australian brush fires developing their own weather system. The brush fires raging uh, across Australia are generating so much heat that they are creating their own weather systems, including dry lightning storms and fire tornadoes. That's intense. Yeah, you don't want to go to Australia right now. That o- sucks. Avoid Melbourne. We actually had a coworker that was going to go to Australia and canceled the trip because of the fires that are down there. It's awful. There's also news that like over a million different species are being eradicated. Yeah, it's like the whole country's on fire and there's nothing they can do about it. A fire tornado picked up a fire truck and uh, obviously killed the people in it. And it's, it's terrifying. So uh, don't go to Australia. Uh, would you like the first sign that the uh, Redskins will be uh, the best team in football next year? Yeah, I'm ready for that. Ron Rivera has made his first move on a winning path. He got rid of the Washington Redskins ping pong table. 
What a jerk. First thing he did, he's like, get this thing out of here. We We're not about fun. This is football, not fun ball. You know, guys, you know why you guys weren't winning before? Table tennis. Get that crap out of here. I mean, I don't blame him. Probably they need discipline. I mean, did you really think Jay Gruden was <laughs> no. like anybody who could like take command or, or no. lead men to do things? You know what I mean? No, like, he, does, <laughs> he does not inspire. No, I mean, and I, I kind of predicted that not this exact thing would happen, but I did predict that Ron, uh, Ron Rivera would go in there and start kind of, you know, kicking teeth in and kind of putting people in line. He's a disciplinarian type and really the only player I can think of that kind of balked that in any way was Cam Newton and Cam Newton would wear those ridiculous outfits before wins and after wins. And I think that really got it Ron Rivera. And that was probably the only thing in his career there at Carolina that he was probably like, I wish I could have just stymied that. I don't know. You ever see some of the outfits that Ron Rivera wears? No, you haven't. No, I haven't. No, no. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> no. Speaking uh, of outfits, by the way, um, I hate to kind of dip back into the Rose Bowl real quick. <laughs> but. But, I mean, how Wisconsin did Wisconsin's head coach look? Oh, he's very Wisconsin. You know he played quarterback for Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. But, like. He, yeah, he could not look more Wisconsin. He looks like his diet consists of only cheese. But it was like. You he's saw- like occasionally he's like, oh, I've had too much cheese. I better eat some brisket. I'm I, I'm referring more to the outfit. Of, okay, so Paul Chris is Wisconsin through and through. Yes. But you look over on the other side with Mario Cristobal, and he had his patented polo shirt on. Yeah, a golf polo that was tight to his skin with his khakis yep. and looked real just like, you Let's know, go. Yeah. put together, that kind of thing. You look over at Paul Chris, and Paul Chris looks like a dude you might imagine in Wisconsin waking up like for work on Monday and then just saying, you know what? I think sweatshirt and khakis not tucked in with crappy hat three years old works for me. He looks, but he looks also like the guy that he's too busy thinking about other things to worry about how he looks. And if you, if you realize that his history as a coach at Wisconsin is he was about Barry Alvarez's offensive coordinator. And then they go up to the shot of Barry Alvarez coaching with just scowls from the skybox. Like every time they go to him, it's just arms crossed at one point. He's like yelling at his other grandson because he has a grandson that plays for the Wisconsin team that plays tight end. There's another grandson just going around and he's like, somebody get this kid out of here. Well, I, need to, be, was trying to show I need to be mad. Yeah. He's and like, he waved him yeah, away. He's like, get out of here. And then, and then you could see what I assume was the kid's mother, like pulling him back into like the, the suite or whatever that's behind him. But yeah, Barry Alvarez looks like the guy that he's worried about everything. And he looks sharp. He's got his, uh, uh, sweater vest on or whatever, just looking up there. And then Paul Chris is just like, all right, I just need to get everything right. And if I can get everything organized and, and do what Barry says, I think we'll be good. But he looks like the bumbling scientist a little bit. Well, Paul Chris has one of the best jobs you can get in college football, which is you're not getting fired. Yeah. Um, well, and all, but he also has one of the, he has a Cowboys job where Jerry Jones in the form of Barry Alvarez is still has a ton of control over that yeah. team. I feel like. I'm okay with that if I'm them. Okay. Before we get to the reason Saints fans are mad today, which is uh, should just be a segment on our show every week. Um, how do you feel about the Chicago Tribune putting out this headline? Okay. Ready the for it. Chicago Bears passed on nine of the 12 quarterbacks playing in the playoffs this year. 
Like, I know. Isn't that just sour grapes? Yeah. I just, to me, it's like, you never know, really. Yeah. I mean, I get There's the, only so many sure things. I guess the one thing that you can just kind of look at and insult them for is like, why did you take Mitch Trubisky? They passed on Mitchell Trubisky over the next two quarterbacks taken who were Lamar Jackson and um, Pat Mahomes. And again, I, I just want to focus on more of the question. Why did you take Mitch Trubisky? I'm not so much like concerned about the whole you passed on X guy. Like if you're picking a guy and you draft up to go get, or I'm sorry, you trade up to go get him. Like you have a very specific reason that you're getting him. It's yeah. not one of those things where like you're, uh, you're the number one pick and there's two quarterbacks and you have to pick one. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? And don't pick, don't pick Ryan leaf. Yeah. Take, take like Peyton that Man. I can understand if you're going to write a headline about, but like, I'm more concerned about the idea that the Chicago bears keyed in on Mitchell Trubisky and they go, we really like what we saw from this one season that we played. We want to draft Real quick, him. I want to correct myself. I said Lamar Jackson. I meant Deshaun Watson. They, yeah. t- they passed on Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes were the yeah. next quarterbacks taken. But that's who they moved up to get Trubisky for. But uh, they did pass on Lamar Jackson, uh, but they already had Trubisky as, as their quarterback. They Obviously, they passed on Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. They were both third-round picks. They did pass on Aaron Rodgers for Cedric Benson. Yeah, I guess you could be upset about that. But uh, at the time, the, they thought they had their quarterback, I guess. Um, everybody passed on Tom Brady and Drew Brees was a second round pick. So it, a lot of them are, are kind of a stretch. But passing on those two guys in the draft where they took Mitchell Trubisky is really the thing. But this, it, to me, is Chicago Bears fans just going, what are we mad about right now? What are we mad? How do we make this about us? Well, I mean, they're that team that has the problem that, continues to persist it's just you you can never find a quarterback ever <laughs> even when you had jay cutler he wasn't that good well even when you had jim mcmahon he wasn't he wasn't no. all world quarterback. but he had walter payton leading that up. and i'm sure me saying jay cutler wasn't that good will inspire some texts or tweets of people that will throw stats in my face and then i'll go hey how many super bowls did he win hey how many super bowls did jay cutler win with an incredible defense and how, good receivers how good how good were the chicago bears that rex grossman was able to yes. captain them to a court, uh, to a super bowl i because i know that stupid stuff will happen yep. and i'm also waiting for the kirk cousins things too look dude this is the reason i don't bag on joe flacco so much at yeah. least that dude won a effing super bowl and Look, if you have the talent to do it and you have the talent to get there and you have the defense, you should at least get there. Yep. Kirk Cousins has not gotten there. Jay Cutler did not get there. He didn't because he didn't have the drive to win. That's what separates Brady. That's why I'm still predicting Brady will go to the AFC title game because he's <laughs> effing insane. He, he has a killer instinct he, to win games. He, when it matters most, he will do whatever it takes. I mean, kill you. He is like a lion on the prowl. Yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, and I, I know that people put out these stats and everything, and do, they do this too with Matt Stafford. I got into this huge argument with Dirt, who kept trying to say that Matt Stafford was a top five quarterback in this decade. And I go, I don't even know if he's even top 10. And he goes, how can you even sit there and say that? Look at all these records he's broken. And I just was like, dude, he's never done anything in the playoffs and he hasn't won. And he's been giving plenty of chances. He also had a once in a lifetime receiver. He was throwing to Yeah, like, I, I just, I, I base, I base quarterbacks performance more than anything on wins. Yeah. But you know, the other thing too, is it's just in the moment. What do you do 
in clutch situations. That's that's the thing too. Yeah. I don't I don't care what you've done the rest of the game. It comes down to the final few plays. As, Can you win as, a game? as corny as Russell Wilson is, if you give him the ball at the end of the fourth quarter, hey, he he may not win it. But I'll be damned if he's not going to get it close. And yes, I know he threw the interception against the Patriots to lose the Super Bowl. I know that, you know, they had that delay of game last week against the 49ers. Whatever, man. That guy has won a ton of football games and he did it since he was a rookie. Um, and you can get a guy like that that just has that poise. That's why the, I'm okay with them passing a Pat Mahomes. I don't know how you don't take Deshaun Watson. That guy was unbelievable in college. He, he went, wins games. He went Tigers, Clemson. Let's go get on my back. We're going to go beat Alabama. That's why I would have taken Deshaun Watson. And I know that he's had an up and down NFL career with some injuries and stuff, but I'd have taken that dude just because he wins football games. And I think that that's kind of the constant battle that a lot of modern sports franchises are having nowadays is that you have this whole analytics wing that will tell you one thing. I think that's why they took Mitchell Trubisky is because they looked at the numbers and they looked at his efficiency rating in that one year and they looked at him fitting into whatever Matt Nagy was building on the offensive side of the ball. But at the same time, you have to have the ability to weigh not only the analytics, but I would say that's 40%. 60% is what's the character and can they win games? Yep. Um, There's an element of that. And leadership, too. It's like, I, yeah. it's like, it's like, do you have, does anybody in New England look at Tom Brady and go, I'm not following that guy? No, of course they are. He's screaming at you and he's pumped up and all he does is win. So it's like everybody's going to be like, dude, yeah, he's kind of a jerk, but let's go. Let's go. Russell Wilson, kind of corny, but dude, he's going to win as a football game. Let's go. Well, I think Baker Mayfield's the perfect example, too, yeah. of, taking that 60% too far and not really looking at the analytics. I know that he was, you know, kind of a stat patter at Oklahoma, but what Who it really, isn't? yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, but when it really came down to it, you know, if you looked at the percentage of throws, he completed past 15 yards, you started to see, okay, he really can't throw it accurately far. And in the NFL, that is a must as a quarterback, you have to be able to stretch the field. Um, you know, and he can't do that. Yeah. And he's also not that fast. All right. The NFL already against the Saints. They were against the Saints midweek getting ready for wild card weekend. Uh, uh. Why the fans down in New Orleans are pissed at the NFL already. Oh, somebody must have spoiled the crowd ad. <laughs> we will do that uh, next. Center and Saint. Through my closet for my clothes. This is a great song. Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson singing uh, Sunday Morning Coming Down. This is a, a Johnny Cash song written by Chris Christopherson. It was originally debuted on Johnny Cash's Variety Show. Sounds like Johnny Cash. And then uh, Chris Christopherson went back and re-recorded. This version I like a little bit better than the Johnny Cash version, but this was the uh, first song that he wrote that was uh, recorded. Yeah, very good. And then he became a superstar. And old Barbara Streisand weird makeout cover that they had. Whatever. Uh, the U.S. military branches block access to the TikTok app amid Pentagon warnings. The Department of Defense advised military personnel to remove the Chinese-owned social media application from government-issued and personal smartphones. That is bad. Yeah. It's not good. I just don't want to say anything that might offend someone. <laughs> that is bad. Uh, Adidas announces that a Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin variant of the Dame 6 will be released. Ooh. Do you know what the Dame 6 looks like? Uh, I can see on your computer. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It says yeah. Dame 316. 
I like uh, Dame's shoes with Adidas. I think he does a pretty good job. Yeah, uh, I like Adidas shoes. I think that their whole uh, whole line is kind of improved. Are uh, you an Adidas guy? Uh, I I only own one pair of Adidas. I if I had to, well, be- you don't really work out that much, so you don't really have athletic clothes. Yeah, my athletic shoes are Adidas. So I, but it's like a whole brand. You know what I mean? I like wearing the shirts, the shorts, the. Uh, so my sister in law works for Keen. Oh, and she had. Somehow there was a relationship there through Adidas, and she got a bunch of, like, sample stuff. Mm. And it, none of it fits my brother because he's 6'4", and I'm, like, average-sized. So everything fit me. So I still have this, I don't know, now it's probably eight, seven, eight years ago that she gave it on me, but I still have all of my workout clothes are Adidas because, like you said, I don't work out much, so I don't wear it out very often. Um, and then my casual shoes are Converse, my golf shoes are Nike. So, no, I'm not brand loyal across the spectrum. Why don't you wear more Nike or Adidas? Or be that Under Armour guy. Like, just just rep one brand. What's your brand? Nike? Nike, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Nike guy. Yeah. I, I, I drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. So. I tried Under Armour, but I feel like dudes that wear Under Armour, and again, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> yes, you do. But uh, dudes that wear Under Armour are always pretty, like, buff. You yeah. know what I mean? I, wore, I have one piece of Under Armour apparel, and it's like an uh, undershirt, but I was going to play in a softball game years ago, and I was like, and it's cold. I didn't expect it to be this cold. I've got a little time. Let me just go grab an undershirt. I've got an Under Armour one. I'm like, yeah, it just doesn't. It, it I feel feels, like you got to be yoked. you got to be a big bro to be wearing Under Armour for some reason. Yeah, whatever size it is, it's like, all right. It's going to fit your arms as far as length. It's going to fit your body as far as, like, how long the shirt goes. But, bro, it's going to be tight. And it just, it always feels like, <laughs> feels like you're being hugged. Uh, I just want to give you a baseball update uh, so you know what happened. Okay. Uh, New York Mets star Ioannis Cespedes. Hmm. His ankle fracture came during an incident with a wild boar. Oh, my. Where <laughs> yeah. was he? Uh, in May, when Ioannis Cespedes fractured his ankle in his Port St. Lucia ranch, uh, Mets GM. Uh, Where's that at? It is. I don't know. I'm just reading the thing. Well, I got to get an idea for this boar. Does he own the boar? Did he find it in the wild? Well, it was on his ranch. Oh, okay. Yeah, his Port Port St. Lucie ranch. Okay. So that's where it was. It was on his ranch that okay. he owns. He's got a ranch boar. Yeah, his ranch boar. And uh, and yeah, so we learned <laughs> out later that his the guy with a $30 million contract <laughs> fractured his ankle scrapping with a boar on his ranch. It was hidden when they found out he fractured his ankle, and that just came out. So. Dude, I, I I wish I was this rich. How awesome <laughs> is that? You own a ranch, and then you just buy a boar. That's awesome. <laughs> like, that's a rich the person things, injury, dude. The thing is you would do with money. Oh, that kind of thing? <laughs> buy wild animals like that? Yeah. Like, if I was that rich where you were hitting into the hundreds of millions, and I didn't have the obligation to train constantly and play a sport... I would just take up random hobbies, like be a falconer. I'd, be, I'd just hire a guy. Be like, teach me. How do you do this? Teach How do I get me. this bird to fly onto my arm? Arm. Now, first thing you want to do is put on your Under Armour sleeves. Uh, according to the Athletics' uh, Catherine Terrell, the Saints have been denied their request to wear their color rush uniforms for the game against the Saints. Hmm. They've already reached their three-game limit for their white-on-white with gold numbers. 
Uh, so they will not be able to wear the jersey of their choice. It is very popular with the fans. So instead, they will wear white on white with black numbers. Saints fans are pissed. So why NFL is it, working against him. Why is it the NFL won't allow them to wear it? They have a three-game limit. And the Saints are saying, well, yeah, but now it's the postseason. So what is the point of color rush? Well, the color rush was the, the whole Nike thing where you had teams go out and wear the matching tops, bottoms. It was a Thursday night football thing for a while. And but like, is there a bigger point to it? Or is it just like, hey, they're no, wearing it? No, it's just marketing. Universe. It's just marketing. Um, the, the idea of them wearing it, it's just what they want to wear. The fans really like it's, it. Like I said, it's white jersey with gold numbers, so it's not even a gold jersey or anything. Well, is it like one of those things like fine china where it's like, oh, we only bring it out sometimes? I don't know. I don't know. That's what, what it sounds like. Yeah, I don't know why the rules are that way. You can only have so many uniform combinations. The Rams are a very bizarre case study. So they moved to Los Angeles. Apparently, you have to put in the request to change your official team colors like three years ahead of time. So when they moved and said, all right, cool, we want to go back to the just white and navy and get rid of the gold. Have you noticed the uniforms in the last couple of years where they just have the, like the tiniest amount of gold? Mm -hmm. Apparently, there's a certain amount you have to have on your uniform to qualify as an accent color. So they've been putting in the absolute bare minimum of that gold so that they can meet the NFL's requirements. But they, they're just so steadfast on these rules that they made for no freaking reason. But I think it's it's appropriate that moving into their stadium in Los Angeles that they'll have the what they used to wear back in the 60s when the Rams were originally there, which is just the navy and white will across. But you know what? This whole story encapsulates the uh, the Saints perfectly. I know. That's why I brought it up for you. Well, it, and it's it, it's about the fact that they are mad about something that doesn't matter. Well, and I don't know how mad they are. They're mad enough to write an article that got my attention. Yeah, so, no, yeah. Th this is this is something they would definitely be mad about. Well, sure. It just is. But why are you mad about it? It's a uniform. Why do you care? Because we like the gold numbers, Will. Well, that's great. But, like, you're supposed to be winning games. Like, maybe you need to focus and, like... <laughs> the fans don't have to focus on like, winning games. Like, pay attention on not, 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 like, losing your mind after something happens to you in a football game and then, like, not finishing the game. You know, like the pass interference call when you already had the lead or... Like, and went to overtime and had a chance to win, but you Yeah, you had a chance to win. Or, you know, you just allow a receiver to catch a ball behind coverage or something like that. Oh, that's a, one of the bigger uh, things about that play is it's, I know it's a Stefan Diggs play. I don't remember the guy's name that whiffed and took out his own player that prevented them from making the tackle. Yeah. I just, that this is, is so saints. It's what, the idea that you're focusing on everything that isn't the game. One of the worst defensive plays in NFL history. Yes. It was spectacular that Stefan Diggs was able to catch it, score the touchdown, but that was a total whiff. And he took out his own guy. So nobody could make the tap tackle right after Sean Payton on the sideline. Skull clapping. Everything that has to do with not what's going on on the field. Uh, Thoughts from the Better You Today text line. Somebody uh, pointing out that Converse is owned by Nike. So by association, you are a Nike guy. Well, but I wear Adidas gear uh, when I work out twice a year. But you wear your Converse I, most of the time. I understand that. And Cole Haan, uh, I have Cole Haan dress shoes. They used to be owned by Nike. Does that make me even more a Nike guy? You are a Nike guy. I guess so. I've got a Nike. I've got a couple Nike jackets. Somebody uh, also letting us know that uh, boars are, in fact, pests in the south and they're hunted so it's yeah. making me think Ioannis Cespedes didn't have a ranch boar but a boar went onto his ranch oh I just let you go <laughs> I don't think there's any uh, I just uh, I mean <laughs> I don't know man how is it that you ran across a boar like that doesn't happen that like 
Maybe you get the, into a boar accident on your ranch. Just turn the other way and run. I honestly thought I would just read the headline and move on from that. I didn't think that you would grab onto the boar story so much, especially since it's about a baseball player. So it's a good point. Like I thought at first, I was like, okay, this guy owns a ranch, so he's filling it with animals. He bought himself a boar. He likes his boar. He likes to interact with his boar. But it turns out he was just walking around his ranch. I'm guessing the boar came out, and then he had a conflict with it. Because otherwise, why are you? Why are you doing something with your ankle with an interaction with a boar? You get bored. He kicked it and fractured his ankle. And boar was like, I am not get that. out here. You get out here, boar. Uh, somebody also saying that the Saints should protest by wearing uh, gray Puma sweats for the game, which is incredible. <laughs> Just for the whole game. <laughs> I think you'd probably get in more uh, trouble than that. Uh, We're the- not going to stand for this. We're going to wear sweats. We're tired of it. Uh, Everybody disrespecting us, giving us free media attention in the late 2000s after Hurricane Katrina. Tired of it. Two unanimous selections for the all-pro first team. Oh, boy. But people were upset about one of the guys that was not unanimous and one of the guys that didn't vote for him is now a jerk. We'll talk about that pro bowls or uh, all pro selections uh, in the NFL. And then we'll get you ready for the wild card weekend. That is all next after this sports interrupted. I was discussing this song yesterday. Good for you. Lost my wallet in El Segundo. Uh, I was, I was uh, hanging out with uh, Marcus Greaves, friend of the show. And he said his uh, girlfriend's family is from El Segundo. And I started singing a tribe called quest. It's like, what the hell are you singing? And I was like, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Boom. And I didn't know what it was. I was like, come on, man. Know your know your hip-hop history. I don't know if this is a landmark song in that, but it always sticks in my head, and it'll be stuck in my head. Hey, a teen climber falls 500 feet on Mount Hood and survives. That sounds terrifying to me. Do you have any desire to go and climb a mountain? Uh, define climb. Put yourself in a position where you could potentially fall 500 feet off of a mountain. Like the spike dudes with the ropes and stuff? Just in any capacity. Like walking up a steep mountain. Like hiking. Hiking, Hi- hiking is not climbing. Climbing is using all of your extremities to traverse a very severe incline. Okay, no. No, I do not want to climb a mountain. Now, I am totally down to hike a mountain or to you know if it requires maybe a little bit of climbing but there's still a beaten path where i can walk yeah you want to totally hike that's, down hi- with that's that. hiking yeah but like, love hiking don't like climbing when you start using your hands it's that climbing. part i will not do i'm climbing a tree when was the last time you but climbed i will a tree? hike okay gotcha when was the last time you climbed a tree you tree climber as a kid last night nice yeah yeah we got Good. a tree out front just decided i'm gonna uh Get myself out there, got down to my sweats, and I just climbed it. Did you know that today is the 20th anniversary of Bill Belichick resigning after coaching the Jets for one day? Yeah, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> well, my favorite moment about that is the outrage that people still have over it. And the fact that those people that are outraged, like, don't just sit down for a second and go, oh, but wait, it's the NFL. Yeah. Like, that's normal. Well, it's funny because the reason he resigned is he didn't trust the ownership and the leadership and what he was actually getting himself into. 
And it's like, yeah, it probably wouldn't have gone well, especially if you have ownership changeover and you don't like things have to break just right. And he's like, dude, this doesn't look good. And he was probably right. It's not like, it's not like you can just switch places and go, man, if he just stayed there, we'd have six Super Bowls. It doesn't work that way. Look at the end of the day. Oh, that's a good sports cliche. Well done. All that really matters is you in the NFL. And actually, I will relate that to any business whatsoever. And just hear me out for a second. Okay. People lambasted Bill Belichick for that. Sure. They thought it was a despicable move. How could you do that? (laughs) Just signing for one day and then leaving the Jets like that. That's ridiculous. Well, he's a business of Bill Belichick. And if he finds that it is not in his interest, he doesn't really have to play the culture card with you. Yep. Because again, the NFL is about making money. And if and players and coaches don't have that same attitude, you get chewed up in it and you get lost in it and you get lost in the idea that you have to please other people. Now it's business. It's about you. That's it. It's not about other people and what they think. We, we talk about the power that NBA players have often. Yeah. But I, there's at least three examples in the NFL where you have guys that are just going, dude, I'm going to do things my way. Now, two of them had other options where they could, I can just go play another sport. John Elway said, I am not playing in Indianapolis. If you draft me, yeah. I'm just going to go play baseball. Uh, Bo Jackson did that to Tampa Bay and he's, he did go play baseball. He only showed up to play for the Raiders after baseball season was over. If you recall, yes. that was the, and he just, he was dominant. And then uh, Eli Manning did the same thing with San Diego Chargers. He's like, I'm not going to play. If Look, you, man, if, you if you're not going to give players guaranteed money and you're not going to treat yeah. them well after they retire and you're not going to give them free health insurance for life like they do deserve. Again, you don't have to give them the greatest health insurance ever, but you need to give them options. Then you don't really need to act surprised when players do things in their own self-interest. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not yeah. a, it's not a new thing. I mean, no. those are those are pretty no. old examples of where they do. And this is another one where Bill Belichick's like, yeah, dude, this organization. Yes. Like I've been here a day, and I can tell you, I don't want to coach the Jets. So that says more about the Jets than it does Bill Belichick. So if you're angry, all right, Bill. How you feel about the all pro team as a measure of aptitude for the NFL? Mm, I usually trust it, right? Because it's coaches and players. Yeah, and the all pro versus pro bowl where a lot of team, a lot of guys go with alternates yeah. and yeah, and fan vote, whatever. Uh Christian McCaffrey uh is now a running back and the flex player. Yeah. So he is all pro at two positions. That's how good he is. Mm-hmm. Is that doesn't that seem weird? I mean, well, if you had, (laughs) if you had another vote, like, wouldn't you just go, all right, well, he's already got it once. If you had the pro bowl, you couldn't put him at two positions. Hmm. You you think you'd open up the spot for another player, I guess is what I'm saying. There's who who is second in voting. I don't know. Seems weird. You would say that about Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Oh, I see what you're trying to do. Yes, because he's a white running back. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just, it seems kind of weird that you're saying that. You're an idiot. Um, what I'm saying is, is <laughs> if you if you finish second in the voting in either of those positions, don't you feel ripped off? Oh, I guess so. I mean, I know there's some uh, financial incentive to making the All Pro team. So in that there, sense, it, yeah, yeah you, that's you what be, that, yeah, that's exactly. you can be a little uh, you can be a little pissed off about it. But I think Christian McCaffrey genuinely deserves both of those because yes, he's he's like. 
aside from Lamar Jackson, he's the most productive player in the league. He 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 kept that team afloat. They didn't make the playoffs, but yeah, he kept but they them were relevant. No, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I, it's just, but they're you're exactly right. The contract incentives there are for being first team yeah. All Pro. It it would. If you're if you lose out to Christian McCaffrey, you're not upset. If you lose out to him twice, yeah, <laughs> two different positions, you're upset. That's I guess is my point. I mean, to be fair though, there haven't been that many great running backs this year. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that's that's fair. But if you go back and look at the numbers, who's the second best running back in the league? This well, year? the best the the number one uh, running back as far as yards gained from scrimmage was Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean. I, I guess I would say from an entertainment standpoint, because you had Le'Veon Bell who had his worst statistical year and he's usually up there. He's sure. usually your one or two. Uh, you have Christian McCaffrey, who is the unanimous kind of everybody thinks best running back in the league. And then after that, Alvin Kamara was sort of an afterthought, not unanimous. Uh, the two unanimous picks, Stefan Gilmore at corner and Michael Thomas at wide receiver. I don't think you'd argue with either of those guys. Oh uh, yeah. That and and then good. Uh, Lamar Jackson, not unanimously voted. He got, 47 of the 50 votes. Russell Wilson garnered three of the votes for the best quarterback. Uh, but Bill Polian is being drugged through the mud. <laughs> Bill Polian famous for saying that Lamar Jackson should play wide receiver in his draft analysis, not quarterback at the next level. And now he's one of the three votes for Russell Wilson. So hey, people- man, bitterness shows itself <laughs> in all forms. And, you know, it, this really does kind of go to the heart of how you define an MVP because there's two different camps. It's, are you the best player overall? Were you the guy who was just the most talented or what we talk about on this show constantly? Were you the best player on the best team? Yep. I think it's ridiculous. Bill Polian didn't vote for Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson was both. He was <laughs> the best player on the best team and he was just the best player. Yeah. But he's the best player at his position too. But then you go, well, I mean, traditional, like compared to traditional yeah. quarterback. But no, he, his position is quarterback. He was the best at it. Yes. yes. And he was just the best athlete on the field too. Yeah. I mean, yep. he just, he really was. And, you know, I guess you could rival Christian McCaffrey in that sense, but there were so many times that he got away from defenders this season where you just have to throw your arms up and just say, okay, that's just a case of the most athletic guy on the field is the most athletic guy on the field. Here's the thing is, is which player in the NFL, offensive player in the NFL or defensive player in the NFL, I guess for that matter, do you spend the most time game planning for I feel like it's Lamar Jackson. That's your most valuable player. Russell Wilson's probably your <laughs> it, second. He's yeah. right there. Christian McCaffrey's probably up there too, though. I mean, there's th- those three yeah. guys. You go, all right, we got to figure out a way to stop that. I think that's a tough one for second too, because you could say, yeah. you could say Russell Wilson is by far and away the best offensive player on, on his yeah. team. Yeah, yes. yeah, there's no question. Like, about there's it. no close second. But who's who's second on the on the Panthers? Cam Newton. <laughs> too, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think both of those guys from in that what aspect. Calvin Benjamin, is he playing for him? Uh, I don't I don't think yeah. he is. Would that have even done anything for no, you? No, yeah. no, not without a quarterback to get it to him. I don't think you spend a whole lot of game point for wide receivers when Ky- uh, Kyle Allen and uh, Will Greer are your quarterback. What if so. I told you Jay Stu is still playing? Would you change his mind then? It is wild card weekend. We will tell you what to watch for this weekend uh, in what to watch the most uh, – on the nose name of a segment that we have. What to watch next? Center and Saint, 1080 the fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. 
It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, beautiful people, welcome back in. Final segment here. Get you ready for Wild Card Weekend. Uh, four games being played, kicking off uh, first today at one o'clock. You've got the Bills, Texans, followed by Titans at Patriots. Tomorrow, you've got the Vikings at uh, the Saints at 10, and then the Seahawks at Eagles as your 1 o'clock game tomorrow. Will, which game and what are you watching for in that game? Well, just starting with the Bills and the Texans, a game that I'm not going to watch. <laughs> so don't watch it. What are you watching in the next game? What are you watching? Well, I know you want to watch Tom Brady play. Just to add a note onto this one. Okay. If you are going to watch this game, you might want to see if Deshaun Watson is for real. You know, this is a guy who everybody talks about as, you know, Davos when he said uh, the next Michael Jordan of, of football. Uh, but I haven't really seen it in terms of a big moment yet from Deshaun Watson. And that's kind of the same thing with the other quarterback on the other side, Jared Allen. Josh, is, Josh, or Allen. Josh Allen. Is that, oh, my God. Wouldn't that be great if Jared Allen, Jared Allen suited up as quarterback? two guys who are kind of unproven quarterbacks. One that's very young in his career. The other one that's kind of starting to get into the prime of his career. So you wonder which one is going to actually show up. The other factor you play into this is J.J. Watt, right? J.J. Yep. Watt's actually going to play. Is he going to be healthy enough to make an impact? No, he will not. Because <laughs> he did. He has had, not played an entire NFL season. He had his pack <laughs> reattached to his body, yeah. uh, like what two months ago. Uh, you might be having a uh, Ray. Uh, you might be having a Ray Lewis situation here, where you remember he played with his broken <laughs> arm, and then he goes, "Guess what, guys? I'm going to retire. So you better play hard." <laughs> I thought he was going to murder somebody. Oh, that yeah. right, right? Because Ray Lewis was accused of murdering somebody. Yes. Exactly. Be, if J.J. Watt was accused of murdering somebody, that would be a uh, twist I do not see coming. Did not see. That would be insane. That's what I'm saying, especially with all the hurricane relief he did. He seems like a really good guy. So, uh, Titans, <laughs> Patriots. Yes. God. <laughs> That's quite the assessment of the game. Well, I don't know. You just kind of think about it. What? Tom Brady loses this game. Yeah, what happens? Come on. Get I on the Tannehill bandwagon. Not this week. There's the no Tennessee way. The Tannehee Tannehill Titans of Tennessee. There's no way it could happen. But really, it is kind of interesting to think. Like, uh, it really might split up completely. You might have Tom Brady going to another team. He will not retire. He'll this guy's at. No, he will He'll not retire. He is absolutely He'll determined retire. to play until he's 45. He's not going to play in another uniform. I, that, that, let me ask you stamp something. it. Uh, Double when, stamp it. Let me ask you something. When in Tom Brady's, uh, when in Tom Brady's career has he uh, done what you expected him to do? Most of the time. Really? Yeah. You expect oh. him to. You expect him to put up one hell of an effort at the end of every game that he's played in. But you, you know, when you don't he, expect him to run the ball. When he loses to the Chiefs by more than twenty, you expect him to just lay down. Lay what? down, shut up. No, 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 no. That was that when we wrote Tom Brady off and fine. said Jimmy G should be there. Uh, should I, be the starter. If he plays for another team, I'll eat my hat. 
I'm telling you, man, that guy will not retire. And there are NFL teams. I know you don't think this, but I have been convinced of it over the years. There are NFL teams stupid enough to pay him money. <laughs> there just are. The Raiders are still a team, right? Yeah, they're okay, still a cool. team. Okay, cool. They're still a team. The Chargers are still playing football games, right? They're going to do that next year? Wait, are they? Yeah. Like, if, if, if they're you, getting ready for wait, another season. Wait, if you play a football game in a stadium that nobody goes to, does the game actually get played? Oh, that's the ultimate question. Uh, the one thing I'm watching for this weekend, uh, and I will go to my Seahawks, but I'm watching to see if they can establish any sort of running game. They played one game against San Francisco with Marshawn Lynch and Robert Turman uh, signed to the team. Travis Homer's the one that had a nice game. I don't care which of the backs it is against Philadelphia, um, but I don't I don't think it will be uh, possible for Seattle to go very far in the playoffs if they cannot establish some sort of running game. That's the most important thing Their offense to their offense. It's what it's built around. You need play action for Russell Wilson to get time to throw the ball downfield. I'm not saying I'm looking for Marshawn Lynch to become beast mode again, but can they figure out a way to get some semblance of a running game? If they can hit the hundred yard mark as a team rushing, win the game, I'm going to have some confidence for them going against San Francisco or whoever they play uh, the following week. But if they can't establish a running game, even if they win, I think it's going to be a short playoff run for the Seahawks. I don't know, man. You guys are missing a guard. You don't have any reliable backs. Uh, no, no, we're missing a left tackle. Oh, I'm sorry. Down. A left tackle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, if they, if they can't run the ball, if that's that's what I'm looking for. I think that's what they need to establish. And, and listen, if it's Homer and, and you know, figure out a way to uh, put in some sort of power offense, but if you can't run the ball, it's going to make it really difficult for Russell Wilson. And so then, let's assume they can't because they won't. What they can, else they are you still looking be, for? They can still beat Philadelphia. Well, I'm, look, I'm looking for outside of that game, I'm looking for how the Saints are going to get uh, uh, hooped. I'm looking for them to, to stumble on something that's stupid. Uh, whether it's just a bonehead play like the Minneapolis Miracle or uh, the officials, man, because in in New Orleans, or like their uniforms get dried too much because they couldn't use the color rush ones. But in New Orleans, if there's a bad call, I'm going to watch how the fans react to that, because that is a subplot that is I don't know. It's really interesting because their their hourglass is running out of sand with Drew Brees and what they have. And he, it feels like he has more time left than Tom Brady, but I'm just watching for the saints reaction. The first time there's a questionable call made on the field. <laughs> Seriously, that'll be entertaining. Don't you think? How much longer do you think Sean Payton can keep that job? I think Sean Payton is pretty, pretty safe in his job in new Orleans. Uh, I wonder though, if what they do with Teddy Bridgewater this year, that's a guy that could start for a lot of teams. He won games this year when breeze was gone, but he's the highest paid backup quarterback. And if drew breeze leaves, uh, you wonder if Sean Payton can keep winning with Teddy Bridgewater. Cause it looked like they could. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting situation because breeze is also a guy that doesn't really back down for much. Mm, no question. In terms of the retirement question. I, I know everybody like, like I don't think people realize how long it took for Peyton Manning to finally admit that he couldn't play anymore. He yeah. played in a Super Bowl where he couldn't throw past 10 yards. He was benched for Brock yes. Osweiler. And then he played in a Super Bowl where he could not throw the ball more than 10 yards. Yes. And he won that one. So this whole thing of like Tom Brady's going to retire and Oh, if they replace uh, drew Brees with Teddy Bridgewater, he should retire. No, dude, these guys are insane. They will keep playing until they're dead. It took until Peyton Manning physically couldn't throw a ball anymore before he goes, okay, fine. Starting quarterback for your Denver Broncos, Tom Brady. Hey, there's rumors, man. That would be a good pick, though.
They got the running game. They got the defense. I don't know, man. I, I just I just don't see it. And there's nobody that's had a better career than uh, Tom Brady as far as winning goes. So. Tom's used to playing in cold weather. I, I'm not saying he... I wouldn't sign him to my team. It's, you wouldn't sign him to your team if you were the Broncos? No. No. Even if you could get Gary Kubiak back? No, because I, I don't think you're beating Pat Mahomes or uh, or Lamar Jackson in the next couple of years. All right, everybody enjoy Wildcard Weekend. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, but right now, we're done. Bye-bye. Always look on the right side of life. For life. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.